Welcome to the Kumbaya Podcast, the whole woman's resource. Are you interested in being your best self, feeling truly healthy and alive? To do this, we want to consider all of our needs, mental, emotional, physical, nutritional, financial, creative, and spiritual. This podcast is designed to uncover all the amazing resources we have available to help us. Join me, Dr. Amanda Shipley, a pelvic physical therapist who would love to help you prevent issues before they arise and support you along your holistic health journey. Visit me at kumbayalpodcast.com if you want to check out the show notes for this episode. We will also have links to any resources mentioned during this conversation. I hope you enjoy. Hello, everyone. Today, we are going to talk about preparing for childbirth. I am super passionate about prevention. I know I say that all the time, but I really, really mean it. And so I'm I'm really excited to share with you um, some thoughts that I've put together today. You know, what I've learned for more than 14 years of working with pregnant people as a pelvic physical therapist, and now that I've had two vaginal home birth deliveries of my own, is that labor and delivery preparation has to consider the body and the mind. Let's start with the body. We all know that physically preparing for labor is important, but most people don't know that getting an evaluation from a pelvic physical therapist is something that you can do to help prepare your body for baby. So pelvic PTs, which is what I am, we can help you not only prepare for labor and delivery, but we can help you prevent issues after you give birth. Besides giving you a better understanding of how your body is functioning, pelvic physical therapists can teach you what to work on to help make your labor and delivery shorter and smoother. So what I find in my practice is that some people, you know, would benefit from getting stronger. Others may need to increase their flexibility or improve their ability to relax their muscles, including their pelvic floor. Most often, though, what I find is that people need a little of each of these things. Working with a pelvic physical therapist will make sure you're focusing on the areas that your body needs you to work on. It's not a one-size-fits-all plan. And who doesn't want to prevent pelvic floor dysfunction, right? Pelvic floor issues can show up as a variety of things, but typically you might think about painful sex, leaking pee or poop, having a falling out or pressure sensation in your vagina, difficulty healing your abdominal muscles. So that's where I think everyone thinks, oh, it's the the pelvic floor is the bottom, but really we work with your abdomen as well and healing that after having a baby. Um, And then pain anywhere, not just between your legs. It can be your low back, your pelvis, your hips, abdomen, or your groin. Pregnancy and childbirth, whether it's via C-section or vaginal delivery, is one of the events in a birthing person's life that can have a huge impact on their future pelvic floor health and function. Huge. So these are all really super helpful things to figure out and work on before you deliver. Okay, so there is something very important to take into consideration when you're working with the pelvic floor muscles. They are stabilizing muscles, which means that they help steady your body versus move your body through space. Although I do have to say, um, actually, you know, stabilizers are necessary to allow the mover muscles to function and do their thing. So they, they do help with movement in that way. But anyway, uh, what we know about stabilizing muscles is that they are anticipatory muscles. 
They fire and turn on when we merely think about doing something. Okay, so why this is important is because our body doesn't have a concept of time. It's just responding to our thoughts in the moment. We think, our stabilizers engage, and get us ready to move. Period. You can be planning something for next year, stressing about something, or celebrating something, you know, good or bad. It doesn't really matter. When we are, quote unquote, in our head, as it's sometimes called when we stay really busy mentally, our pelvic floor muscles can stay tight. So in my practice, I see that the majority of my patients, this is the case. We all stay in our heads. We all have pelvic floor muscles that have some degree of tightness, some degree of um, needing to learn how to relax a little better. And in order to give birth, recover, and heal smoothly, we need to be able to have strength in our pelvic floor muscles, sure, but more importantly, we need to have coordination and control and the ability to relax. I'll repeat that. In order to give birth, recover, and heal smoothly, we need to be able to relax our pelvic floor muscles as well as we are able to contract them. If you do any searching online, I am sure you're going to find out about Kegels, which is just a name for pelvic floor muscle contractions. And I know it's super tempting to want to do all the exercises and all the Kegels when thinking about preparing for labor and delivery, but please, please remember what I'm saying here and resist that temptation. Get in to see a pelvic physical therapist so that you can determine what your body actually needs. But what I've learned over these years... (laughs) is that considering our physical body is not all that goes into the preparation for welcoming our little ones into the world. Childbirth is about more than birthing a child. It is the metamorphosis into becoming a parent. Finding your voice in this new role is a key part of this whole process. And I promise you that working on your mind and your mental and emotional state will help you with your labor and delivery too. The first step, okay, is to go inside. Literally, feel more in your body, allow yourself the time and space to think about what you want for your birth. Where would you be most comfortable? You know, where will you feel most supported and safe? Who will you want on your team and by your side? Making some of these decisions is a first step. But no matter who is by your side, the birthing person is the one who will bring that baby earthside. So have these discussions with your partner, but really you need to check in with your body and find these answers for you. The more at ease you can feel in your birth, the easier it will be. I saw this difference with my two pregnancies. With my first baby, I focused only on preparing for the marathon, right? And considered really mainly my physical needs. I did all the things I tell my patients to do. Okay. I I did a bunch of squats and I made sure to get in either a hands and knees position or bent over a counter daily, multiple times daily to move my pelvis and lower back. I stretched and I strengthened and I walked a ton, but I didn't meditate back then. And I rarely ever slowed down. Heck, God, I played soccer until I was 20 weeks along and, you know, starting to show. Now, with my second baby, I focused more on my mind and my emotional state. I still walked a lot and I did all the squats and the pelvic tilts, but I also did rebozo techniques. And I relaxed in positions that not only released my muscles, but were also great for calming my nervous system. I also did prenatal yoga and loved it. I journaled and I meditated and I felt way more present in my body and present throughout the whole process. 
I also read the book called Hypnobirthing, if you've heard of it. It's by Marie Mongan. Fantastic. Um, I wish I had read that during my first pregnancy. You know, even knowing all that I know as a pelvic PT and having given birth before, that hypnobirthing book helped me immensely. So if you're interested and curious, um, my first labor and delivery took 30 hours. And thankfully, my midwife knew how to help me when we determined that I had a cervical lip. Basically, what has to happen is the cervix has to dilate or open, but it also has to thin. And what happened was a part of my cervix on the right side didn't thin all the way and was getting caught and was stalling my labor. I also had back labor, and that is supremely painful as well. After laboring for 28 hours, I pushed for about two hours before I welcomed our first little girl into the world. Now um, we get up to last year in 2020, my second labor and delivery took about 10 hours total, and I only had to push for maybe 45 minutes. It was incredible. Um, I felt more mentally prepared and that allowed me to stay present and be in touch with my body the entire time. Looking back, I can see now that I had been running away from the sensations of my first labor and I was not mentally prepared for the experience like I thought it was. I mean, I thought I was looking forward to it. I was excited. And when the sensation started happening, it was a, a completely different story. <laughs> So, um, you know, this has absolutely affected my practice and how I counsel the birthing people with whom I have the honor of working, no matter what number delivery they're on. So I really want to finish with highlighting the top four things I recommend every pregnant person does to prepare for childbirth. Number one, you can guess it, see a pelvic physical therapist. I'm a little biased but I, I talked about how a pelvic PT can empower you with knowledge about your body, um, you know, help you with understanding the normal functioning of the pelvic floor, the bowels and bladder. But, you know, that's just to name a few of the things that we cover in the sessions. We can also teach you what your body needs in order to prepare for labor and delivery that can actually make your pregnancy and your childbirth experience smoother and help prevent problems after the baby is born. Number two, I didn't really talk about this yet, but I feel really strongly about this that I you know, recommend this to all my patients that you take a childbirth class that is not associated with a hospital. When you take a childbirth class that's associated with a hospital, you're going to learn how to be a good patient at that hospital. You know, they just, they may not be as focused on giving you all the options that you have available and all the ways to manage your childbirth process naturally. Um, hopefully that will be changing and hopefully... I will be wrong in saying that very soon, but that has been my experience. Um, so that's my my number two recommendation. Number three, read Hypnobirthing by Marie Mongan. I wish I had read this for my first baby and it was a game changer for me for sure. And then number four, do prenatal yoga. Even if it's just a few classes or sessions, I did prenatal yoga with a trauma-sensitive yoga facilitator during my second pregnancy and loved it so much that I hired her to offer this to my patients. It is so important to get connected with and comfortable in your ever-changing body, and yoga offers a way to do just that. It also helps you focus your mind and practice staying relaxed as you feel those new sensations in your body, which is super helpful for childbirth. All right, I hope this episode has helped you think about some things a little differently. 
please remember that your pelvic floor muscles need to be able to coordinate both relaxation and contraction in order to function optimally at any time, but especially when preparing for childbirth. So if you're in or around Atlanta and don't already have the resources that I mentioned, please reach out to me and my team at renewpelvichealth.com and we would love to support you with either pelvic physical therapy and or prenatal and postpartum yoga. Take care. Thank you again for listening. I hope you enjoyed it and that you learned something. Just a reminder, this podcast is for general informational and educational purposes only and should not be construed as medical advice or instruction. Please, no action should be taken solely on the contents of this podcast. Please consult with your physician or qualified health professional on any matters regarding your health and well-being or on any opinions expressed within this podcast. The information provided is believed to be accurate based on the most current research and best judgment of myself and the other speakers. However, as the listener, you must be responsible for consulting with your own medical or health professional on any matters raised within. Thank you so much.